This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. cat moms and cat dads and hey people that just love cats welcome to another show of catitude i'm your show host michelle Byrne, and we've done a little bit of this is the third show somewhat of a series we talked about you know whether you should adopt a cat whether you're ready to adopt a cat or kitten and the various things to consider everything from finance to your schedule and to others in the home, all kinds of things. And then our next show, we talked about breeds. You know, what breed would be right for you? Well, today we're talking about taking the kitty home. We'll be right back after this message. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. You know how they say you are what you eat? Well, guess what? Same is true for your fur babe. I have a grandpa dog, as I call him. Mr. Z is now 14. And over the years, you know, he's had his issues, but lately he's had a lot of allergies. And I've recently put him on a solid gold diet, and I have noticed a major difference. And right now, solid gold is offering an amazing offer to all of our listeners. Yep, by visiting solidgoldpet.com slash petlife for 30% off your first order. Go ahead and take advantage of this great offer. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is the third part of a series of you becoming a cat mom or cat dad. And in this episode, we're going to talk about bringing your fur babe home. So... You might not think it's that much to consider, but it actually is. I think of it as there's three different kind of uh, households to think about. One, if it's just you and another adult in the household or, you know, a couple of adults in the household. Two, if there's other animals in the household and maybe young children. And then three, if there's other, and this is a important one if there's other cats in the household and other animals. So those are like the three different areas we're going to talk about. So first, think about it when you bring your fur babe home. And this is true for a kitten or a cat, but even more so for a kitten because, you know, the world is all new to them. They're exploring. They're going to get into mischief. A full-grown cat might not be that curious, but hey, you never know. So make sure that you prepare your house so that your cat or kitten has time to adjust to it and to explore. I would advise be available in your home for, you know, several hours. So if you're bringing your kitten home and you're taking off to work, not a good thing. Be available there. Your cat's going to want to explore. You don't know what their story is. They might have been on the street. They might have been abandoned. They've been in a shelter for a while. And now they're in another strange place. And they don't know you either. So you need to get to know each other. 
So it's best to just have a few hours, you know, to be with your fur babe and get adjusted. Let him or her get adjusted to the environment, to the smells, to the different you know, cat-friendly toys and such that you have. If you have a cat tree, that is ideal. And just let them explore. If there is a room that you do not want them in, close the door. And what comes to mind are two rooms. One, bathroom. Cats, for some reason, they really love toilet paper. (laughs) They love how they pat it and it just rolls. They love movable things. And if you would rather not go to the restroom and find out that all your toilet paper is scratched and in a big torn roll at the bottom, you know, all the loose paper, then close your bathroom door tightly. They're mischievous little creatures and they can get in. It's happened. <laughs> I've had I've had it happen. The other, and this is really important, in your office or anywhere you have like a surge protector and several wires, Make sure it's either hidden. So if you have a surge protector in your you know, living room with a few wires, make sure it's in a spot where your cat or kitten can't get to it. In your office, you might have the same thing. If you can, close the door or make it unaccessible. For some reason, cats and kittens, they like the, I guess there's an electric like, current that goes, you know, the well, there is an electric current that goes through the wires. And it kind of feels soothing to them. So I can't tell you how many times in, you know, I've gone to my office and I see Molly and she's, you know, laying on the wires and it's just, no, get off of there. So I have learned, shut the door. Because the thing with the wire, not only do cats and kittens like to lay on the wire to feel that vibe of the electric current, but they also, especially kittens, like to chew. And you definitely, definitely do not want your cat or kitten chewing through a wire on the floor. You don't even want a live wire. You don't even want them to chew through a a wire that's not live because if they swallow this, you're going to be at the vet and it's not pretty. So keep those doors shut. Cats are curious. Make sure they're entertained with toys or something, you know, toys or cat trees and so forth. Keep wires out of reach and doors to offices closed. It's also good to make sure that your house is calm the day that you bring your fur babe home. Make sure, you know, there's nobody doing work around your house. There's no, the gardener's not mowing the lawn. There's no one fixing anything inside the home. Make sure it's a calm environment. Put on some soothing music. All of that will help your cat or kitten feel just so much more at home. And something else to consider Consider, especially since most of us work, we're not, you know, at home all the time, consider a cat crate or like a dog crate. This proved really handy for me when I had the kittens that I was fostering. I actually used, I I didn't find a cat crate. I had a dog crate that I crate trained Mr. Z in, and it's pretty big. And make sure that the crate can hold water, food, and a little spot, a spot for them to use for litter you know, so they can go in the litter box. And it's not so much to, you know, you think you might, some of you might think, oh, you just took them out of, you know, a shelter where they were in a cage. Now you're putting them in another cage. It's kind of like, make it like their little home. It's not a punishment. The same thing you do for dogs. And the most important reason you do this is for their safety. It's rare that somebody is around their fur babes 24-7 and 
it's always good, especially with, you know, little kittens or cats that are brand new to your home, if they can be contained. I highly, highly recommend it for kittens. Or you can try to keep a, like a gated area. But while this works for dogs, it doesn't work so good for cats because, hey, they jump. So that's something to consider. And I'll tell you more about a cat crate, which really came in handy. But that's coming up a little bit later in the show. All right, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Michelle Byrne here. I have discovered a great brand called Dr. Elsie's. They are truly focused on your cat. One of their mottos is, we've always put ourselves in our pet's paws. I just love that. And did you know the number one behavioral reason that cats are either abused, abandoned, or returned to shelters is doing their number ones and number twos outside the litter box? Yep. And let me tell you, I have been dealing with that for quite a while with one of my kitties, Charlotte. I have a multi-cat household like so many of you. And no matter what I tried, she refuses to use the litter box. And I have tried everything. Nothing worked. And then I found out about Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract. Now, most cats are not that picky, but almost every household has a Charlotte and that cat will be persnickety about using the litter box with other cats. Well, Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract is a product that helps bring cats like my persnickety Charlotte back to using the box. And Dr. Elsie's is so positive that you will love their product. They're going to offer a rebate and pay up to $20 for your first bag of any Dr. Elsie's litter. You can visit drelsies.com slash catitude and print out the rebate form or fill it out online. I will also have it on my Instagram, which is at catitude17. Give Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract Litter a shot. You will not regret it. Happy cat, mom. Happy cat. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about bringing your fur babe home. And now we're going to talk about how you go about introducing your cat to other other folks in the house. If it's young children, you know, let them know they need to be gentle and so forth. And just make sure that they know that this is, it's well, it's a cute little kitten, a cute little kitten's bite. So you don't want your young children to be around the kitten unsupervised ever. Cats carry a lot of diseases from their teeth. So one strong bite that can puncture skin emits so much bacteria. So enough said, do not let your young children play with the kitten unsupervised. And also, if you have other animals in the house, like say a dog, let them get to know each other, you know, If your dog is used to cats, they might just smell each other, you know, check each other out and just go in their separate ways. If your dog gets a little bit too 
little too friendly for your little kitty or cat, the cat will just swipe at them and your dog will learn its lesson. While you don't want to punish your dog, sometimes it's good to keep them on a leash or so forth at first, but that's usually more with dogs introducing with other dogs. Not so much dogs with cats. I find that for the most part that, you know, dogs will, you know, smell the cats, check them out, and then they'll just let them be. They don't really do much. If you have a puppy, it, there might be, a, you know, a little bit more supervision. And again, you can keep the puppy, you know, in a separate part of the house with a gate. And um, a little hard for your kitten, but again, your kitten is not going to jump. Your cat will jump. So things to consider. And once they get to know each other, they should be fine. Now, here's another thing to think about. Perhaps think about adopting two at the same time. You know, when you go to shelters, they often have, because, you know, cats and kittens are a lot smaller than dogs, they'll have, you know, a couple of them in the same little kind of cat cubicle or or a little hove or, or whatever. I guess cat cubicle is the best way to describe it. So, If you adopt two together, they play with each other. They keep each other busy. So they entertain themselves. And it doesn't mean you need to just, you know, okay, I don't, I can forget about, you know, keep an eye on them. But it's better for them when they're two together. It's just better. So that's something to consider. I've even read that some shelters, when you're adopting a kitten, will only let you adopt them in pairs so that they have, you know, another, uh, like a little friend to be with rather than just be by themselves. So here we get to number three. Now you're adopting a kitten and bringing it into the home and you already have a cat. This one is a little tough. This, I think this is the most challenging because cats don't always like each other. It depends on the temperament of the cat, of course, but it can be a big challenge. When Molly came into our home, she is the sister of Charlotte. They're sisters from different litters, or as I sometimes say it, sisters from different misters and litters. <laughs> so it was a big challenge introducing this little kitten to Charlotte, who is already, she's a big cat and at, I think she was five months old at the time. She was already maybe like eight pounds. She was She's a big girl. And Molly was this little teeny two pound little thing. So we had to keep Molly not only in a separate room, but I had to put her in um, a very large dog crate. She had plenty of room. You know, she was a tiny little thing. And this dog crate is made for, you know, a 20 pound dog. So she had plenty of room, water, food, toys, and she was out and taken out and all that stuff many times. But it was still a challenge because Charlotte would go to the go but we took out the crate. It was in a separate room, but we would take it out and let them, you know, Charlotte get used to her. And Dennis also, but Dennis, you know, he's he's a cool dude. He was like, okay, cool, another cat. All right, nice to meet you. Bye. I'm gonna go, you know, lay on my back with my legs up in the air as he does and just chill. So but Charlotte was having none of that. Charlotte, maybe it's because Dennis is male and and Charlotte and Molly, of course, are both females, did not like Molly. And it was so challenging. I didn't know if we would even be able to keep both of them. 
but we didn't want to get rid of either one of them. So when I have this kind of situation, I put out the vibes to a lot of my other show hosts and um, got a lot of great information. I think the best information I got was from Arden Moore. She's the show host for Oh Behave. And what she said to do is take a towel that take two towels and wet them and one towel you're going to rub all over Molly. You know, it's damp, so you just rub all over Molly so the scent of Molly is on that towel. Then get another towel, wet it, and rub it all over Charlotte. So Charlotte's scent is on, is on that towel. Then you switch. So the towel with Molly's scent, you rub on Charlotte. And the towel with Charlotte's scent, you rub on Molly. Get it? So they each have each other's scent on them. You know, cats have such a great sense of smell that this proved to be so effective. We had to do it for a while. It didn't just, we didn't do it just once or twice and everything was, you know, happy family. It took a while. And of course, I mean, it was several weeks. It definitely took a while. And even to this day, they're not the best of buddies, but... I don't have to worry about, you know, them attacking each other. And of course, Molly is bigger, so that helps on things too. The other thing that's interesting is that if you've ever had your cat groomed, for instance, when we groomed, um, this is just a little side note, but when we groomed Dennis, and he's Maine Coon, so every so often I like to just shave him. When we shaved him, both Molly and Charlotte thought he was a stranger. They didn't want anything to do with him for maybe I think it was almost like eight days and I was thinking you know they don't see any difference in him you know it's not like they thought oh you have a haircut dude we don't want to bother with you but it was that his smell was different you know he had been shampooed and he had a different scent so it took a little while for that scent to come off of him until they were able to recognize him so that's just kind of a side note as to the power of their strength of smell therefore if you have two cats that are not getting along, try this. Try putting, you know, their scent on each other. Um, If one has, if they each have beds, try switching them. Although they can be territorial, that might be a little bit hard. Uh, And they can sleep in each other's bed and get their scent that way. You can also rub and pet one cat and then go and pet the other cat. So you're actually, from the smell on your hands, you're transferring the smell. But that is a huge, huge help in getting two cats to get along. So with that said... I have to say, with this last challenge of getting two cats, you know, your new little kitty or cat, getting along with your current cat, just takes time. Number one rule is be patient. Something I'm I'm not always, but you must be patient because it'll definitely take time. And eventually, everybody will get along. I mean, when I was asking, talking to Arden, our Obehave show host, when she described different, you know, to do with the scent and everything with the towels, I thought, okay, I did it for two days. This isn't working. She said, no, you have to keep doing it. It takes time. And it does. And I talked to many people that had, you know, several cats they had brought into their home at different times. And I've heard over and over, yeah, they all get along. They all get along. So I just have to emphasize again, be patient. Eventually, they'll get along. You know, they might not be best buds, but it'll all exist in the household without, you know, worrying about a cat fight or anything horrible like that. So, 
I hope this little series has been informative. We've had a lot of, lot of questions on what, you know, what do I do to adopt a cat? What to think about? What should I do? And just all these kind of questions, you know, when I bring them home and what should I keep in mind in the beginning? So I hope this little three-part series gives you some great info and some great tips on how you can adopt a fur babe and bring your kitty home. And I would love to see a picture of your kitty. Um, you can find me on Instagram at catitude 17 And I will soon, I have a brand new Instagram that will be starting sometime soon. And I will announce that one at a later date, probably start early next year, 2020. So just send me a picture of your kitty. I'm curious. Plus, I post a lot of cool things on on my Instagram, which it's still, I'm still newbie there. So, but I would love to have you follow me and see a picture of your kitty. So it's at Catitude17. So I would like to give a huge thanks to my cat crew, my indoor cat crew, because the outdoor didn't really, wasn't really considered in this, this series. So thanks to Molly, Dennis, and Charlotte. And thanks to Mr. Z and Nikki for being so good with all the kitties. And thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me sound great. And thanks to all of you for making Catitude one of the most popular cat podcasts out there. So keep sending me suggestions. You can DM me on Instagram at Catitude17. Send me an email, michelle at petliferadio.com. And keep listening because we have a lot of really cool topics coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.